comes the 50 minute wrap. Then a way, 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 way late start tonight. I hope you guys have had a great week. <clears throat> Beautiful song by Brian Ellis. Probably need to fade it out so they don't pop me on here for using his music. But anyway, hope you guys have had a great week. I'm Dr. Missy. Uh, got a word for you tonight, even though we're late. Starting. Oh, you got me. You got me on here. I'm glad you found me. Hi, Cynthia. Hope we may have some more people. Um, hope you guys have had a great week. You know, if it's just you and me, that's cool. Pop it up on Facebook and see what they do. Facebook's acting all kinds of crazy these days. God bless them. But hmm, why does that surprise us? Really? Hi, Stacy. How's everybody doing? Anyway, I've got a word for you. I'll stay on track. I'll stay on track. I've got a lot of things going on. Goofy tired tonight. Had a really, really, really busy day. Probably you too, but I've got a word and uh, we're just going to just totally, um, completely uh, turn the tables on uh, <clears throat> the spirit of religion tonight. And we're going to just get you going. But this is what God showed me. This is the title for tonight's rev. Don't walk away. Don't get offended. True love's never offended. But we're just pushing the boundaries. We're getting you out of your religion. This is what it says. You're going to make it. Slip-ups versus faithfulness, and then the bride, the new bride. You're fixing to watch the new bride. You're already seeing her rise up. She's got balls of steel, and that's what God's doing. He's bringing us back to the ancient of days, back to his ways. And I know a lot of people probably cringe for me saying that, but that's what God told me. He's making us with, with a tough veneer. Hey, James Hendricks, are you named after Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> Is that really your real name? I'm glad you're here. We're always really glad to see you here, man. But anyway... Glad you see you guys tonight. Glad you're joining me. But I do have a word for you. But God is making us into a stewly bride. If you haven't noticed that, He's really building up the fortitude again. And He's helping us to endure some things. And that's the testings and why we're going through the types of testings we're going through. But God wants to ask you Has He ever lied to you? Has He ever lied to you? Has He ever not come through? Because we're living in a season where God's teaching. That's his faithfulness. And all we have to do is trust him. That's all we've got to do. We just got to trust him. And that's the test we're currently walking through. Hey, good, good evening, everybody. I am so, you guys are diehards. Really? I thought it was just going to be me tonight. I was going to talk to a screen and put it out there and let him watch it tomorrow. But I figured I might as well get it on. But what's, what's going on right now? <clears throat> what we're seeing, I don't know if you're watching this or not is new move truthers already have the fake church freaking out because some within that grouping are now being faced with major exposure for child sex trafficking. You know that? It's coming out. It's all coming out. Remember they told us about four or five years ago, I don't know, I won't name the name on here, 17th letter of the alphabet, but they told us uh, it was fixing to start happening, but it's already happening right now. So they're trying to shut down truth prophets. They're trying to shut down the new movers, believing for a new move of God because corrupt leaders know that once the sheep grab hold of God's vision, things are fixing to be exposed. So you need to brace yourself. You need to really, really brace yourselves for that. But moving on, what's going on with witchcraft? What's witchcraft coming at you with tonight? <clears throat> Let's see, what have you been getting hit with? Because honestly, to me, it really feels like they're coming out of the woodwork with how everybody in the cult seems to think Halloween 
has extended all year long now. And I, I'm actually <laughs> amazed because now it seems like three-fourths of the church have joined ranks with them in the ways that they're beginning to behave. Hopefully this isn't you. So anyway, I'm, I had a situation actually just like that today because I got tested. And I had my car's in the shop right now, so I had to get this part for it. And I had an opportunity in this situation to really get angry at this person because I was justified. I would have been justified, actually. But I saw what was going on and I saw what the enemy was trying to do. And I'm seeing more of this right now, more and more and more of this happening as we start to come forward in time with people being misaligned with truth. And so they're just staying stuck in their flesh. They're, they can't be, but who they are. and with where they're standing at spiritually. So what happened is I found myself having this person argue with me over uh, my having, in their opinion, not ordered this part in a timely way when I know I did. And I had proof of it. And so God told me in the middle of this whole situation happening, I'm having this online dialogue and a chat session online on the website. He said, call this number over here and ask to speak to a manager and leave them on hold over here. Just leave this chat session on hold. So I did that. I left them on hold and I called and I got a hold of a manager and I told them in my predicament. And the manager said, well, you, you met the time frame. Actually, we or the time cutoff is at five o'clock. You ordered it at three thirty. So what I'm saying that for is to let you know, as soon as the enemy hits your door, God is turning it around just that fast. So don't be so quick to get discouraged, people, because it's not going to last. The enemy's attacks aren't lasting if you stay the course, even though you're goofy tired. I should have named that the title tonight, Goofy Tired, because we all feel like they we're just goofy, exhausted, goofy tired, but we're staying the course and God is helping us to maintain. And so right now, we see a lot of really, really good things happening at the same time as we're seeing bad, bad things happen. Have you noticed that? The very, very good and the very, very bad. But what I'm also seeing again is that as soon as the devil hits us, God turns it around. So keep focusing on him. Because the enemy's main focus is to make you as miserable as they are. And so that's not your calling. Your calling is to stay in joy. So pick your battles. Okay? Pick your battles. Wise as serpents and gentle as doves. But I have a prophetic word. Um, actually, it's about the future of the nation. You want to know the truth? And, you know, I know in my last rev, I kind of, I started to digress a little little bit. And, and I caught myself. I thought, no, I'm not going there. Because what, what we're also seeing is that the negative Nellies, the people that are stuck in the flesh or in lower levels of the spirit, what's happening is that they're prophesying through those lower levels because they're not sitting at the truth of the king's feet to get the true king's decree to see what God would say about a thing. And a lot of you are saying, well, yes, I am. Yes, I am. And God told me you'd say that, by the way, he said, they're going to say, yes, I am. I've been going to church all my life and I've been losing the fivefold giftings and staying aligned. But have you been getting delivered from you? See, because getting deliverance gets you freed up and get your gifts clean too. So that you hear very, very clearly and acutely for the hour for which we live, because haven't you noticed the, the rise in witchcraft right now that's polluting your fivefold gifts? And a lot of you think you're just fine, but you're not. You're prophesying a lie. 
You're prophesying through demons that are attacking you and trying to draw you to the wayside into that negative Nelly complex to where you create demonic realities with them instead of entering in the way God meant for you to. So this is what we, this is the place we find ourselves in, but this is the choice that we have right now. We can either say what God says and stay very, very close to truth and deal with ourselves, the truth about what God says and where we're at or where we're not at, or we can enter in or, or, or excuse me, um, whatever God's saying about you, or you can stay outside of what I mean to say, not entering. I'm too tired, but that's where I found myself at this last week where I started kind of, I started finding myself digressing. I thought, nope, nope, not going there. Slop it down. Just slap it down. That's what you got to do. Pardon me. But this is the word he's got for you. This is the future of the nation. He said to me, God said, you're not in the end times yet. However, I do have you working your way there, but again, you're not there yet. However, in this new place that you find yourselves at, there are two streams flowing in society. And part of it is the religious right and the occult working together while the other part is the bride. And God's allowed these circumstances to formulate this way to force man to make a choice where they could choose man's ways or God's. And God had to allow the circumstances to happen like this to show man and show God what man believed because God's giving us the ability to choose and walk with him or become deceived. Was man going to believe what he sees in the natural and with his flesh? Or was he going to believe God and what God said and believe God for his best? Because true love believes the best of a holy God, just like he's trying to teach us to do. He's trying to teach us to come out and through and to step back out of the old and into the new to where we start believing the best and taking God at his word, no matter what's going on around us. Because if you do that, you'll pass the test every time, every time. That's where you're at right now, regardless of how tired you are. <clears throat> so everything you see at present is just another example of how far off prophets can get when they refuse to sit at the feet of a holy God and get free because it makes people fret. They always have these, Oh no, Oh, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. And yet many people think they're okay. Hey, I'm okay. I'm still here. God. But the only thing they're hearing are their own bloodline cursings that have become the reality. So it's gotten many off because having not gotten delivered. So they're listening from a spiritual page, not of God. Have you ever heard of the uh, the analogy when you deal with people, you know how it says God hates when we off we argue over theology, and <clears throat> or when you see people that are on two different spiritual pages. Have you ever had that in any of your relationships with friends or spouses or loved ones, and they just don't get you? You feel like they don't get you. This is that. That's what that is. Ha that's what's happening when 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 you interact with people like that. You're growing, they're not, and so what causes that? What causes that is when people lag in their spiritual growth or they refuse to get cleaned up and deal with heart conditions. And so this is the place we now find ourselves in. And it's keeping many, many people from entering in. And people 
it's amazing, I guess, to me, how people get duped by the enemy and, and just, and I, and I can see, you know, I see how it happens too with regard to that witchcraft and stuff like that, because the witchcraft isn't easy to navigate through these days. So we got to give you, you know, for those of you credit for staying the course for that. So hence this is keeping a lot of people from entering in. And because this is happening, a lot of men are getting fearful because they're starting to become powerless and they're falling further and further away from truth in this hour. So it's getting kind of serious. And if you didn't hear the, the revs from the prior, I, I want to say the couple of weeks I've been talking about this where, you know, we're already feeling the amping up right now of 2024, the narrowing of spiritual laws. I don't know about you. Have you been feeling that? That pressure kind of, I'm not into pressure. Actually, I'm actually walking in all peace. If you're the bride, you should be, but I'm seeing it around me. Is what I'm saying. I'm seeing a lot of people under pressure. A lot of people where people are stressing, they're getting stressed out. And so they're reacting to things, which is what happened to me today with this, this woman on the online. And I just thought, yeah, okay. I don't know what her day has been like, but I'm not going to be a part of that. So, but You've got to be really, really careful with that because the enemy wants you to get into the flesh with other people, and I'm just not going to do it. I mean, we've got better things to do, right? We're walking by the Spirit, and when you're walking by the Spirit, God's showing you what's coming. He's showing you what's fixing to happen on the horizon. So what are you going to keep? What are you worried about, right? I'm just letting things unfold before me. So now the Lord says, these religious people are trying to shut down voices who do hear my sound because all truth in these vessels are beginning to abound. And if truth be known, says the Lord, these religious people are hiding sin, which they can't afford. And they're not going to be able to pay the price, which is now drawing nearer to their door. The Lord says, inside of my reality, very few men will ever ever see and they're tempted thinking that they're going to avoid my judgment that's quickly upon thee. judgment's here so you see there are some religious men who never thought i would judge their sin so they concocted a structure of lies and their attempt at hiding it by staying in the old by and by while pairing themselves with innocent genuine sheep do you understand why they're doing that by the way you're going to notice people doing that in the in the church and there's a there's I don't know how many times I have to say this. There's only one way to the king and that's through deliverance and getting cleaned up because we're all held accountable for what we do or don't do in the kingdom. And so if you haven't been getting honest before God about our heart conditions or your heart condition, then when things start going south on you, pairing yourself up alongside of another healthy five-fold minister is not going to bring you through. I don't know any other way to say that, but truthfully. So be careful who you're connected with because they're going to try to get you to get pick up their offense. And in doing that, it's, it's foolishness because God says, now I've allowed all truth prophets to override them. Have you noticed that? That's what's happening. You can't beat a truth prophet because God's inside. Also, the Josephs, many of you are front runners right now. You have the gift of love within you too. That's what's bringing you through. 
and you're undefeatable and indestructible because God's doing it through you. Do you understand that? He's walking you through this test, through this battle. But the Lord says, I very purposely created this entire situation around the world to force hearts to see what was really instilled within their own ways. Was it love and truth or was it only fleshly things? You know people by what they do, if they're really who they say they are or not. But this brings me then to Hosea 1, 1 through 3, 5. When you face certain judgment, this is a strong word, but this is the word he gave me. It's about Gomer and Hosea, but it's called church whores. The little slip-ups you think that don't matter. And, and, and I thought, wow, God, you're using some strong wording. And so, you know, I know that my verbiage for some of you, you might think, that's not God. That's not God. God would never talk like that. Well, you know what? When you come closer to truth, truth gets very blunt with you. And when you're not listening to him, his verbiage gets strong too. Remember Jesus when the money changers. A lot of people think Jesus is this little pie in the sky <clears throat> angel that just floats around and he was never mean to anybody. But he, he called them strong names. He called these men a tomb of dead men's bones. He called them a pit of vipers. And now, we don't know for sure what he said, but my guess is that he used really strong rhetoric with them to get their attention. He talked to them in their own terms because it's very few things that the church would ever mention. And so, you know, I think that we we surround ourselves in our bubble realities, our little churchy bubble realities. <clears throat> I don't because I can't stand living like that. But because I like living in the truth. I want to know what I'm dealing with. Just tell me about what I need to do and I'm going to do it. And so for these people who are stuck in this, if you don't talk like me, if you don't dress like me, if you don't, if you don't act churchy like me, then you must not be God's. You people are in for a world of hurt when we hit 2024 because your reality is not going to match God's. It's not. That's just how it is. Because God's all truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And if your truth, your reality doesn't match his, guess who's not going to get to come inside? Or guess who's going to have a problem abiding in him? Because you refuse to accept truth. Matter of fact, you probably don't even accept you or anybody else around you. So this is where we're finding ourselves having to enter into right now and having to deal with people and look at our relationships with people whether they're leader, whether they're sheep, I don't care. Are you on different spiritual pages? Because that's going to make it hard to relate. So this is what Hosea faced as a prophet when he knew judgment was on the land. And if you know anything about this prophet, he was in the northern kingdom prophesying to a nation who was prospering outwardly, but decaying inwardly. And they were facing certain judgment. It was most certainly on the land. And God, who's the master of imagery, used the marriage of Hosea and a prostitute to get his point to people so they could see. So he had a holy man married to a whore. That's a strong word, but that's what he said. Which is now depicting the church and where many are mixing the holy with the unholy. So they become like whores in the church. 
because the situation is depicting where God had Hosea marry Gomer in his attempt to display how decayed the church had become, which is now fully on display for all to see. He wanted everybody to see who was who, who was his, who was stuck in the old and who had come forth in the new. Have you been made new? Are you still stuck in your old ways, which are causing you to decay? But this was Hosea's painful experience displayed. And it was actually depicting how Israel or the church was married to Jehovah at one time, but they now committed spiritual adultery. And, you know, and some of you might be saying, how have we done that? We've been in church for years. How have we done that? And I'll just say it like this. Maybe you've done this. And I tried to put it as honest ways as I could for you, like in layman's terms, just a simple. But maybe you've been giving in to compromising your need to fit in with others instead of being faithful to God's way. If you found yourself doing things you wouldn't normally do or normally say or things like that. I mean, or by allowing your sheep, if you're a leader, to do as they please instead of Correcting them when you know you should stand up and say, who do you think you are? Do you realize where you're at? You're in the house of God. Do you understand that although we're in a test, although things might be feeling hard, that you don't get to do as you please. You don't get to act any old way when you're in the presence of the ancient of days, especially when you know God's in the room and especially if you're a leader. Or if you're a leader too, let's just go there. Are you trying to network, and I'm going to use this word, are you trying to kiss up with other leaders to make your name more prosperous when it's God who makes a name great? Is that you? Maybe being buying into picking up other people's offenses when they have nothing to do with you? Or by allowing your staff, if you're a leader, to act badly instead of teaching them to maintain a standard of truth and love when sometimes love will get tough on you. you love's gotten tough on me god corrects me all the time but i'm not going to stop being or stop having the authenticity that god's called me to have and to be see you know i think what many people don't understand about me and not that it matters this isn't about me but because the bride has now left the church you know that right the bride's outside the bride left a long time ago so God is raising up new movers like myself who are called to minister halfway over here to the church, but they've already been given their time. He's got us ministering out to the world to bring them back, the bride back inside. And I'm amazed by the people that I'm seeing stand up and stand up for Christ. And, and they're coming back. They're coming back. And as I guess as a speaker, I, I'm I'm encouraged. I'm very, very encouraged to see these things on my social media platforms. And I'm seeing people think about things again. And they're starting to post things about God. And, and, and I've known these people for years on a lot of my sites and watch them and watch the crazy things they post. And, and you know, I'm not judging them. I have friends of all walks of life. So I, I really appreciate the differences in people. I just don't have to live like other people live. That's not me. But, you know, I know I'm not a perfect person is what I'm saying. So I don't expect that of other people. I, I give people the grace to be changed by God, you know, when he wants to work on them. 
And if I have to stay away or step away, I have to do that too sometimes. Sometimes you do that too. But I'm seeing these changes come about and I'm seeing people come back to love again. They're questioning things now. And they're like, okay, this doesn't look, because you know, most, most people to me, they want to be good people. They want to try to be as good as they can be, but they didn't like what they were seeing in the church. So a lot of people gave up and they're like, well, if you can't beat them, just join them. I'll just go outside. At least it feels safer out there where I don't have to feel like a hypocrite. So it's a fine line we walk. And I get that. It's a fine line. <clears throat> but God never, God, it's not like God was thrown off in that attack either because he knew these were going to be the challenges that we walk through. <clears throat> and I get it. Pardon me. And I also get it for leaders. I want to say that too, to give some of you guys a break. I know people think, God, you're always beating up on leaders. No, I'd be beating up on myself. But I do want to say, you know, it's a, it's a tough testing season. And, you know, so you have to make yourself adhere to correction yourself first. Lest we too fall short of the glory of God. And, you know, at least I have this outlet to talk through. Sincerely, I, I, I consider this like a venting source sometimes. Talk about hard issues. But <clears throat> I get corrected. Pardon me. And I have to repent. And if, and if you're honest with yourself, hopefully you do too. You want to be like David. You want to stay good with God. Keep your, keep your slate clean with him. Because God doesn't expect perfection. He just expects obedience. You understand? The only perfect person that will ever walk the earth was Jesus. I will never be him. I don't want his job. His job is harder than mine. I can't keep up. I've got an ADHD brain. If you were inside my head, you'd probably freak out because of all the mess going on up there. But seriously. I just don't think we should have these expectations of each other. Now, to be good examples for each other, you bet. Maybe you're having a bad day and I'm not. <clears throat> maybe I can be a standard bearer for you that day. Iron sharpening iron. And maybe the tables turn on other days and, and maybe you need to be that for me. But that's how we help each other. We be help, help each other become the best us possibly that we can possibly be. But I even have to repent. And so we have to be willing to be willing to allow God to put his finger on things so we can keep moving without expecting this fake Christianese mess, this bubble reality to rear its head where we don't allow people to be human. That's where I think we've gotten off as the church. Not we, some of you, <laughs> because I didn't, I wasn't raised in church. So I've always been like this. And the problem is, is you have people that, have this moral superiority complex that they, they, they say these things like, well, at least I don't do that. At least I didn't act like her. Or at least I don't act like him. But, but then you hide behind your computer and you act like hell and pray in witchcraft sin. So really what's the difference? Really? You're just a Gomer too. You little Gomer, you. So anyway, there you you go. Let's keep going. So the good news is to this story is that God would soon turn this nation around and the nation would rebound. Woohoo! There you go. So God was trying to help her stand back up in his morals and values again. Hopefully that's you. And hopefully you're getting out of your sin. If you know anything about Gomer, though, chapter one, you know, she's like a lot of people in the church, a lot of us. 
That's a hard comparison. <laughs> you call me a whore, Dr. Me? No, I did not say that. I did not say that. She was a prostitute. We're going to use woke ideology. <laughs> We're going to do this political speak. She started off well. She wasn't hearted at first. And God warned Hosea that she was going to do this. He said, hey, she's going to step out on you. Matter of fact, not only is she going to step out on you, she's going to get pregnant by a few men, and they're going to, you're going to have to raise her kids, too. Uh, that'd be a deal breaker, if you ask me. That'd be a hard no. No, you need to find the dough. You need to uh, okay, in, in the world's terminology, that'd be like, you need to find the dough, ho. You need to go somewhere else. I'm not at. That's the world's terminology. But he said, God said, Jose, you're going to stay. You need to stay and you need to do this my way. You know, but isn't it funny how we all start off strong and then when we get fatigued, how we begin to compromise in some fashion. We start acting like we live in a bubble reality, like God's not paying attention. How do you deal with fatigue? Are you tired right now? Do you keep going when you're tired? Do you know how to keep going? Do you know how to give your fatigue over to God? <clears throat> or do you begin to allow the little slip-ups, the misgivings that you may have not been delivered from, make you start going down a wrong road? And then that becomes your new home. Is that you? Because this is what's gotten many leaders off in past seasons of C2. Sincerely, that's sincerely. C2 is the hardest season. And... I, I believe that as we get closer into the end of the age, that things are going to ramp up. Now they are, but I also believe that God's giving the bride the capability to come inside into the glory for a reason. And it's to help you learn to abide by the spirit, but also in protection. So you don't have that stress on you and that fatigue on you. But getting there is half the battle. That's He's hitting you. He's trying to lead you into resurrection power. You get that, right? So resurrection power is the power of glory where God covers you with his own spirit to recreate your story. Gives you a brand new beginning. But Hosea, if you know anything about Hosea, he had to live out God's message before the people around him. Where he had, Hosea was used to show them what God would do. Do you do this without becoming religious? Can you do that too? I'm not trying to rhyme. It's just coming out like that. But people have flaws when life gets hard. And so when you mess up, how are you on admitting your shortcomings? And as a onlooker, onlooker, can't talk an onlooker. What is that? <laughs> are you an onlooker? Onlooker. That's a new term we're going to start using. I am so goofy tired right now. It's not even funny. Onlooker. Note that down, Cynthia. <laughs> Onlookers. Okay. Anyway, as an onlooker, let me let me rephrase this in my fatigue tonight. Onlooker. Are you a looker? You're looking good. Okay. How are you doing with this? How do you do when you, you see people struggling? Do you pray for them? Leaders, your friends, your family, when you see their weaknesses. Now, I'm going to be honest with you about that. Sometimes I'm better about that than others because some people just flat make you mad. They really do. And you have to take a step back and say, God, 
What do you say about that? What do you want me to do about that? And, and God says, I want you to pray from a distance. Pray from a distance. But Or do you have this moral superiority again coming on when you just look at others as though you've arrived thinking, well, at least I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I'm a five-fold minister. At least I'm not like her. I'm not like him. Instead of loving them all the way inside like the true bride does when they help one another. We're getting there. Are you quick to repent allowing God to come deep within, allowing, up, allowing him to uproot very, very deep things of your own heart, which allows you to begin again? You know, we used to be like this. I was thinking about this last night with a family member because I hadn't talked to them in a long time because of these situations going on in my family. And God has had me step out. And he said, you know, Missy, if, if you don't step out and do it, who's going to do it? And I thought, are you serious? <laughs> At first, I was like, seriously? I said, Spirit that said that to me, do you believe Jesus Christ came in the form of a man, died on a cross? I said, that can't be God. That can't be God. He said, it's me. I'm talking loud, loud and proud to you. Listen to me. Listen to me. He said, I, I'm raising you up to be a standard bearer. He said, but how are you going to do this and teach people to be love again, to be loved like I love them? love them through too and start praying for them and helping them get free like I've helped you to do. And I thought, okay, well, this is going to be hard. <laughs> I thought, this is not going to be fun. But then I thought about it, you know, there's a lot of freedom and learning to let people go, learn to let things go. Cause you know what? It's one of those we've come out of, do y'all realize we've come out of the last 30 years? Let me explain this. And this isn't even in my notes. I'll just go here anyway. What we've come out of as a nation is that our nation was hijacked by witchcraft. Do you understand that? So your families who have attacked you, Joseph, they didn't know what they were doing because witchcraft makes you uninhibited. What does that do to people around you? Or what does that do to you? When witchcraft is on your vessel or affects you or attacks you, it comes in with demonic realities. It creates these feelings or these, it's a spiritual thing where it brings in demons. Okay, where do they come from? They can be conjured. They can come within your bloodline. They usually like to use what's at their disposal within you. So what happens, remember when God told Michael, don't, don't correct Satan you let you let me rebuke him because satan was a very very powerful spirit okay spirits are powerful beings they're very very powerful so when witchcraft comes on you it can overtake a vessel to where that person acts out of their right mind they become uninhibited in their thinking so every demon that's in that bloodline has free reign within that vessel to do whatever it wants to do to people around it so they didn't know what they were doing. That's what I'm trying to say. Your family members, they didn't know what they were doing. They were just being whatever was with whatever was affecting them and whatever they hadn't gotten freed from. But now we're all challenged to start looking within and to getting free from sin so that we can actually become the warring bride that God's called us to be coming inside. But now we're at the hard part of the test, too, even though we're fatigued. 
where God's saying, what are you going to do? Are you going to be a hypocrite like Gomer and just go out and party with the world and keep sleeping with the world and get in bed with them? Are you going to come out of your sin and be like Hosea and show the world a better way so they too can come in? What are you going to do? And this is hard. This is very hard. I didn't like my conversation last night. And, and matter of fact, <clears throat> I've kept that at bay, those things, that, those people at bay because of the deep, deep heartache. And I just didn't want to deal with it. And the Lord said, Yo, you got to deal with it now because you're a standard bearer, Joseph. That's what I've raised you up for, to teach people a better way through me. Is this you? So, John... Five, first John 5, 1 through 21. This is great news to me. Where it talks about people born of God are born to love. But you're also born to win. This is great news. Wait till we get into this. Where the Spirit bears witness with the Spirit of God around us. What does that mean? The Spirit bears witness with the Spirit. You know love by the Spirit, right? No, if, if you're loving, Love knows true love. We know truly loving people versus people that love superficially. And people can't give you what they don't have. So a lot of you have been expecting things from people around you, especially in your families, who couldn't give you what they didn't have because they didn't have as much as God, as much of God as you do. They didn't, people can't give what they don't have. And so how did you, you expect them to love you unless they too were taught how to come through they've got to come deeper into love in order to have a standard like you're trying to do i'm not saying you've arrived none of us have but this is the place we've now entered into and so when you're truly born of god you're born to win more importantly you're born to love and you nothing's more powerful than the love of god that's the resurrection power we're talking about that we're entering into. So the world then will always try to entice us to be like them when God is here to transform you. Where Christ gives us the victory that we need when we need to move in. And so God's saying, just trust me. You can always begin again. Just repent. That's all you got to do when you mess up. Just repent. And so do you know? This comes from a time, too, when, because we weren't the only ones who've been here before. You know that, right? Have you ever felt like you, like you live in deja vu? Or like, I don't know about you. Do you watch like, like the old war movies and stuff like that? Or the, I like the older movies and stuff. I was talking on my last rev about Moby Dick. You ever seen that movie? I think it's called By the Sea or something like that. I gave it on my last rev. But I watched, uh, I've been watching this one called the Pacific, but my favorite one's called band of brothers. And it's because I love the camaraderie from that day and time. And in world war two, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a time when our soldiers were concerned that we were going to lose the war for America. Were you aware of this? So it's not like we haven't been here before because of all the odds being stacked against them. There was a time in world war two, we thought we were going to lose. And if you've never seen the Band of Brothers movie, <clears throat> it's so good because you see a group of men who banded together through teamwork 
And they became determined to win. Regardless of what it cost them. They locked their faces and set their faces like flint. And they began to fight back against the enemy like no one had ever seen. Because they realized their futures were at stake. As were their spiritual reality. As were the futures of the next generations. <clears throat> and they too were goofy tired. They were goofy tired. Ever been goofy tired? I got goofy tired one time. And this isn't it, by the way. I, I was working actually when I was 20 years old for a place called Rancher Security. I used to work like two or three full-time jobs. Oh, not full-time, part-times. Because I like variety. But I worked for this Ranger Security place, and I worked this thing called Farm Aid. And I stayed up for 36 hours straight. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Pardon me, but and I don't know how I did it either. And then after I got through, I slept for two days afterwards to get my strength back. But, you know, God helps you work through the hard things. But this is how our soldiers felt. They were goofy tired. But when we're born to win, we're also born secure in knowing that love's got you. And love is going to bring you through as long as you stay true to him. And as long as you stay steer near the spirit of truth. Because when you do, you always win. And it doesn't matter what the enemy puts on you. It doesn't matter how many people they try to get offended at you and join in with all their goopily goo. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. God says, they're no match for me. They may be for you, but if I'm in you, God says, if I be for you, who can be against you? I'm like, okay, it's your battle, not mine. <clears throat> but this is where God helps us to enter into these new places of our lives while the enemy tries, notice I said tries, to fight us from within and without. This is what's happening around us right now, no doubt. But the enemy's day is coming. So keep your focus, warrior. God knows you're tired. But he also made you and he knows what makes you tick. So he's building endurance in your faith and in your staying power, your joy levels. And judgment's here, by the way. Judgment's already here. And see, this is what he said in this one passage today, which I really was kind of caught off guard because it said, God may have given you grace for a long time <clears throat> before now, pardon me, <clears throat> for a long time when he kept saying judgment's on the way, judgment's on the way, judgment's on the way. But God said, aha, today I'm already here. I'm in the room. And now I'm fixing to be on full display. So your only job, warrior, is to stay true to love and truth and him as he brings you through. Which brings us to Psalms 124, 1-8, where it talks about God being on your side. Even when people want to devour you or Satan wants to deceive you, you can usually detect man when he's angry through circumstances that may overwhelm you Hi, Joseph. 
but it's only an attempt to trap you if you act like him. So he had an opportunity like that. I told you about that today where that woman goaded me into, I don't know what kind of bad day she was having. And, and, you know, I just didn't engage. I didn't want to be engaging and I didn't want to argue because I knew that that was going to open up a whole nother can of worms that the enemy wanted to goad me into. That's his way of trying to entrap you. So unless you are wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, you know how to move past them. <clears throat> you do it by walking in him, the spirit of all truth. Because truth actually sets you free. It helps you to be. And so you walk free of all the encumbrances that the enemy wants to put on there. This brings me, as we wrap up tonight, we're getting out early tonight. We're going to be talking about Proverbs 29, 5 through 8. But I want to encourage you before we do. You know, the enemy would love for you to quit right when God's about to bring you through. He wants you to quit. He wants you to feel like, I just can't do this. I just can't finish this. I just can't keep my focus on uh, all this witchcraft. I don't know what you're talking about, Dr. Missy, and these demonic realities and, and knowing how to recognize this stuff. Well, stay with me. Keep coming back and talking with me. We have these conversations on Tuesdays and Fridays. Keep you abreast of what's going on and what's hitting you. It helps you to come out through. But don't quit right before God breaks you through. Don't quit. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Because guess what happens to you? You lose your blessing that God was going to give to you. Don't do it for the blessings. Do it for him. But have faith in him. If you know anything about God, he's always faithful. Let's wrap up with Proverbs 29, 5 through 8, it says, Those who flatter their neighbors are spreading nets for their feet. Evildoers are snared by their own sin, but the righteous shout for joy and are glad. The righteous care about justice for the poor, but the wicked have no such concern. Mockers, they stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. Is that you? You know, I know that it's late. I know the time is late. What it's almost 10 o'clock my time. I'm CST. But you know, it's never too late for God. It's never too late. And, and I sincerely believe that the hour that we live in, it may feel like it's late, but I don't think it's so late that it's that time. The time for, you know, God to come back. I mean, I'm not saying that we're not in the end times, but I don't think we're that our generation is called to be that generation. I just don't. And I'm not buying into that. I feel like because of the condition of the church, God's allowed all this stuff to force us to grow up, to show us our heart condition, kind of like a trial run. Let me, let me show you what would happen if I did show up. And he is showing up all truths coming into the room. He's showing us the truth about us. The truth about the world, everything, we're all going through together. But I believe the best in a holy God. And if he did, he's got a great plan for you. But I don't still believe this is that time. Anyway, I love you guys. Go have yourself a great Tuesday night. Go get some sleep. I definitely am too. But I'll be seeing you here on Friday. And we'll continue the conversation. Until then, have a great night. Bye-bye. <laughs>